cliffcentral.com. All right, it is uh, Tuesday morning, cliffcentral.com, and it's time for a little Democracy 101. Obviously, we're heading into the most important elections in South Africa this year. We've got so much to talk about Mm -hmm. as a result of uh, what may or may not occur in these elections. And we're trying to get to all the people who know things so that we're better informed Mm -hmm. and so we can help you to understand more about your own rights and your own vote and what it means going into 2024. So Jack Mutlant is here with me. And we're also joined by two very important people who've managed to make time for us this morning. I'm thrilled to have... James Apane. Hey, James, how are you? I'm fine myself, Gareth. Very good. James is the electoral operations manager. This poor man must have such a busy life this year. I don't think he's going to see his family at all until June. Yeah. Well, <laughs> absolutely. I don't even see my bike. My bike Shame, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, at least you, you can you can rest easy knowing that the South African public is, is pleased that you're in charge of uh, operations. They will find out exactly what that means in a short while too, because there's plenty that falls under his portfolio. Also, party funding manager, who's Matsubane Nkoko, who is here as well. Uh, Matsubane, very nice to see you too. Thank you very much, Gareth, and good morning. Thank you. Thank you both, gentlemen. So, okay, we've got a a bunch of things to get to here, and I'm going to let Jack start off here because we don't even know. uh, I said you'll be back, hopefully, to your normal life in June, but we don't know because the election date hasn't been announced yet has it correct it has not been announced as yet we eagerly waiting for the president to announce it at least because it would give us a lot of uh planning confirmations so what's, uh, what's holding him what's back why is he waiting well i'm not sure uh yeah. that's a very good question and uh, obviously they will definitely respond to that so well if it's announced i mean you you know how to plan your life yeah uh, the the state of the nation address is coming up pretty soon. Is there any likelihood, perhaps, that he might just mention it during his address? We hope so. With all of us. Let's hope so. Yeah. Uh, because it's about time. Yeah. Correct. Let's get on with it. Let's. Okay. So, uh, when it comes to operation operations around this election, obviously you've got vote, you've got polling stations, yeah. you've got uh, rules that need the laws that need Correct. to be enforced around this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to manage all these parties. How long is our ballot paper looking at this point? Because this is also a nightmare. Mm. Well, it's interestingly, we do not know as yet. Because, oh my God, yes. it's still coming. They're still registering. Yes, all right. Because now registration is one, to register as a political party. Right. But then independents don't register. And only after the uh, election has been proclaimed, then candidate nomination opens. And then we know how many candidates we have. And then we can really for for sure tell her how big the ballot is going to be. But as you know, we are actually looking at a biggest ballot that we've ever had uh, since uh, we had elections in 1994. So at this stage, how long is it? Well, you know, to fold it 200 times. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes, for sure. So, well, let's talk about the previous one. We had 48 parties. Obviously, it was just one sheet. Uh But now we start looking into columns so that at least you would have one column, then the next column. So we, we're talking about, you know, a situation wherein voters will have to be really sure of how to, to use these ballots. And the parties expect you to put their full name. Sometimes their name could be like eight words long. Yeah. And no, they we, want we, a picture yeah. of their leader. Yes. They want their own logo. Yeah. And then they've got a box for you to tick. Absolutely. And it cannot be small, by the way, because you need to make sure that you cater for all the different kinds of people out there. Including the ones you can't see. Uh, <laughs> so I, I have to ask. Hence um, we have what, what we call a universal ballot paper template. So just uh, let's imagine, have a look at this. This yeah. is interesting. So so just imagine, okay, now this is just a presentation. It for us. Okay, so this is a ballot template. Yes. Okay, so, so, so how do we, we really... Yeah. So what is what do we got here? You've got in Braille. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. 1, 2, 3 to 18, but yeah. that's not going to fit all of them in. Yes, and this yeah. is the old one. Right. right. So, so, so this is a challenge that we're going to face because once we have that booklet, we need to find ways, innovative ways of making sure that the visually impaired will also be given the same opportunity as all of us. James, I have to ask, what is the criteria that one has to meet in order to start a political party? Because seemingly, well, to young get, to Trump get and Saint ba- Mark to, to get on the ballot. On the ballot, anyone yeah. can start a party. Yes. Excuse me, that that is the more apt question to ask because seemingly young Trump and Saint Mark have got a party <laughs> and they are on the list, yeah. on the ballot. Yeah. Okay. We have, as you've just had, um, we we have requirements for especially the parties that are not represented. 
uh, currently they need to have 15% of the previous quarter. Mm. And independents, as you know, now they even have to, you know, submit signatures for a thousand. Mm. So that in itself is a requirement, but it's also deposits that uh, parties. So a thousand people need to sign. The, I mean, I've got on my phone, just yeah. check your contact list. I've got like 5,000 numbers on my phone. You've got okay. 5,000. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So I, I, so you I can just, become an independent. So if I just sent all the people on my phone, sorry, 4,446 contacts. <laughs> If I had to send all of them uh, a WhatsApp and only a quarter of them replied, I could register a political party. Well, not as simple as that. You have, what do I have to pay? Um, currently, I think we uh, we spoke about 45,000, but I think the figure is going to be revised to 50,000. Okay. Yeah. Hey, You've got to put some money where your mouth is. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Yeah. And who else is going to pay for this stuff if you don't? Absolutely. If you think that you're going to you know, just get a significant number of voters, then it's worth paying that money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, since we're talking about money, I'm going to go to Matsubane quickly because Matsubane has to handle party funding. Right. Because what you guys do is you actually give parties money to contest the elections. Um, not to contest elections, um, Gareth. You only get money once you are elected to the provincial legislature or the national parliament. Those are the only people that receive money. Or the parties that receive. Okay, money. so you're not going to give any of that fifty thousand rand deposit back to parties that don't even show up and don't even get the election numbers that they need to to, to get a seat in parliament or anything. That part is um, managed by James, but you pay deposit and you must get at least a seat in the national or provincial legislature for you to get your deposit back. Mm -hmm. If you don't get a seat, you don't get your money back. You forfeit that money. All right. So you've, you've come in with this interesting little book here, which I've got called, uh, you said here, this is a Political Party Funding Act 6 of 2018 and the regulations. This was recently updated and changed. So what, what are the current rules around party funding? And I know Jack's got a lot of things to ask you here because he was furious already. Before we even started talking about it, he like, was furious this morning. Do you want to ask your specific questions? Then I'll no, let him ask. Let me let him answer your question, and then we'll follow up with mine. <laughs> so tell us about this booklet. Yes, um, this booklet that you have, um, um, Gareth, is the current legislation as it stands, which mm -hmm. came into effect on the first of April, twenty twenty-one. This is what is currently being amended. So these are the rules around who can actually give money to political parties. Certainly, and how those political parties should use the money. And individuals, uh, companies, uh, NGOs, overseas interests, because we need to know who's paying those people who are running in the elections and those people who are standing in parliament. We need to know what their motivation is. Right? As a country, we don't want someone in Colombia, for example, um, giving one of our political parties billions of dollars and then influencing the way that our laws are made. Laws are made yeah. Certainly. Um, you know, sovereignty of the you know, state, South African state, is a yes. very important aspect mm. in political party funding. Now, there is a very clear pre, you know, um, 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 prescription against foreign company, um, foreign governments rather, funding political parties. Individuals, entities that are foreign can fund political parties. Going forward, they will be able to fund those independents that make it into parliament. However, there is limitation. They can only do so up to a maximum of 5 million rand. Whether they you know, donate or fund these parties, individuals in dollar terms, in pound terms, you convert it into rand terms, it shouldn't be more than 5 million rand in a year, in a financial year. So that's the upper limit to what can be donated. Certainly. That's so there's, the there's nobody who's giving more than 5 million rand a year. Not when you are a foreign national or a foreign entity. Oh, so and, then and who can give more than 5 million? Local um, individuals, local businesses can provide more than 5 million rent and that's up to 15 million rent in a financial year. One five. One so five, no yeah. one in the world is going to be able to give any political party more than 15 million rand a year. Certainly. Hmm. I didn't know that. And you know what? Like, I understand we're talking about big numbers here. And, or, and, but you 15 know, million is not a lot. Yeah, well, when, when it comes to, you know, political parties, it really, oh, really is. They could spend that in a in, day. Yeah, in a day. Um, T-shirts alone is like four times that. However, like right now, I feel like we're having this conversation about like on paper, this like the laws as it stands. However, like 
these these donations um is there any sort of follow up as to what's being done with this money are there any checks and balances or is it just given yeah, to them and they can run who actually makes sure that these laws are enforced who's watching the parties yeah. and 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 accounting for this right um you'll appreciate that there are two sources of funding for political parties there is private funding that's the money that they get from those private individuals from their members um you know from any other person that's interested in donating to a political party that's referred to as a direct donation right now with that money parties can do as they wish they can go to town remember it's up to a maximum of 15 million rand per individual mm-hmm. right now there is another fund which is now funded by the state right that amount in a year this very last year that we just ended parties got about 350 million rand oh, whoa wait my. a second whoa. so hey. we as taxpayers <laughs> we as taxpayers are now funding the political parties certainly yes as a matter of fact gareth i think i gave you half the truth initially at the beginning of the financial year the minister of finance allocated 350 million rand to political parties was the end and, of the financial proportionally year. distributed well so. there is a proportional and equitable distribution 67% okay. proportional 33% equitable now let me add this towards the end of the financial year there was a second appropriation bill that was passed which added another 300 million rand meaning that they were parties, running short well it was said to be in preparation for elections 2024 i'm glad that you said it was said <laughs> because we know it was not but anyway <laughs> yes so in the end political parties walked away and i'm talking about 15 political parties by the way right mm-hmm. um that this, those are represented political parties um 15 of them in total they walked away with 650 million rand in the financial year that is gone by now 33% of that amount is allocated equitably to the 15 political parties and then the 67% is allocated proportionally which means the larger party that is the party that has the larger number in the in the in the you know two houses combined mm. you know the provincial and the national will obviously get the lion's share in that regard and you would know who that party is and you know in in <laughs> you know hierarchy of you know numbers so to speak yeah so sure. why would why would it be in the interests of the people of South Africa the tax paying people of South Africa to be funding these parties Why why are we why would we want to help them fund them they should fund themselves no i'm glad like, you're asking that question yeah. gareth because um besides it being a necessary thing for political parties to be able to run this is oh, provided for in the constitution no. i don't care like, if they necessary. don't run <laughs> trust me the sovereignty of our state is very important True. and the only way to do that is to make sure that political parties do not get influence from external funders i mean we all know he who you know uh, pays the piper pays the piper yeah, but, right now but the constitution I, 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 certainly does provide for this section okay. 236 of the constitution says that okay. political parties shall be funded from the public fund so i was saying this to my cousin the other day uh we saw a couple of people walking around in political t-shirts i won't say which party it is yeah. and i was and the thought popped into my mind Why don't we require political parties to actually sell these t-shirts? Because if they've got real supporters, they've got no problem getting people to buy into their ideas. Why are we funding them? I was talking to a politician, the leader of a political party just the other day and he said, "No, you don't understand. We have to give people these t-shirts because that's how we 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 have a relationship with our our target market, our party people." This is how we they, are, they want to identify with us and we want them to identify with us so we give them the shirts. I wish I had a bucket to throw. Do you know there. what is very interesting just sorry to in, uh, interject here. Go ahead. Is now that we would new legislation allowing you guys to participate as independents. You know you don't have to join a political party. Mm. And therefore you can then make your voices heard. You must just register, get your name on the candidate list. and maybe hopefully this discussion can 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 go a mileage you know maybe maybe uh jack should go as the, as the party that does not give t-shirts yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah no, so. no no i'll i'll i'd have no problem selling right. 10,000 t-shirts to 10, people that are willing to back some of my ideas yeah. i've got no problem with that tell you what um parties are more than free to sell those t-shirts i'll tell you that this legislation does categorize different types of funding 
right? There's funding that, you know, comes from, you know, your members that you send to parliament, they pay what is called levies. There is funding that comes from the, you know, public coffers, and there is other funding. That funding includes the sale of merchandise. So if a party feels that, you know, it would like to sell merchandise to raise money or, you know, throw big galas to mm. sell, you know, I mean, tables to place money, sure. they, they're more than welcome to do that. And that falls in a different category called other funding. And I mean, how easy is it to just hoodwink all of these rules by saying, let's say I'm a big funder from, uh, you know, let's say I'm a big supporter of one of these parties and I have 500 million that I want to give to them. Right. So I just set up 10 different companies that each do the 15 million and then I get my cousin and I give him 10 million and he gives that to them and I give my other cousin, he gives that to them. And, and then I suddenly have, I've given them 250 million rands worth of support. Mm. Did you have to go there, Gareth? Because, <laughs> because who's, who's, actually, who's doing a forensic audit of this? It's going to be it's, impossible. Yeah, because, I mean, we have to admit that there's the possibility for abuse does exist. Huge. We know Certainly. it's happening in the corporate sector, yeah. right? The private sector is always yeah. up to this stuff. And they know which rules they need to put in place to bend these rules. They know how to create trusts and entities and companies within companies. Yeah, and, and that's the reality of our life, um, um, Gareth. And this is on a very serious note. Um, there are people that own multiple companies in this country. I don't need to mention. Yeah. You know, and some of them have donated to different parties from different companies. As long as the company has got its own identity in terms of registration number, its own bank account and so forth, it can donate up to that 15 million rand. If you've got 10 companies that have got all that independent identity, you know, independent so bank it, account number, it makes you a certainly mockery. can it, do that. It makes a mockery of these rules then. <laughs> it really does. Because we're still, we still, there's still a few people who can control the parties and the narrative mm. and everything else. Gareth, there are families that we know you know, that fund parties, you know, mm, sure. with their children, yeah. you know, they are sure. big, you know, um, 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 people that own multiple companies that do that. And the legislation allows for that sure. to happen. And I think it's one of the things that I think if any amendment were to be meaningful, it would include that particular aspect. Well, you would think so. So once again, Gareth, be an active yeah, <laughs> I know. participate in these elections and you will change the course, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jack's just laughing. <laughs> no, I mean, up. it's, 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 to be honest, it's a difficult position to be put in, it right? Um, you either have to find some sort of a solution constitutionally to try tackle these things, yeah. or as you're suggesting, James, that you start this thing from the ground up. But let's be honest, uh, running for any office is a mountain to climb. This is no joke. This is not no, something not you wake up and decide to do. James, you brought up that independent candidates can now get themselves elected. Correct. But how difficult is that? I mean, you mentioned that the parties have to pay 50,000 Rand and they have to have 1,000 signatures. How does it work for independents? Same. Yes, okay. The 15% uh, is unrepresented political parties. The independence is only 1,000 signatures. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Right. So the yeah. parties need 15,000. Mm. So I couldn't do that with my phone contact list mm. okay no, but that's sorry 15 percent of the previous quarter so it depends oh. in various regions for instance routing is the one that has got the highest number of signatures okay so if you get routing which is uh, 13,859 then you can you know contest all other provinces I mm. see. Yeah. all right but then for an independent it's not insurmountable you you mentioned it's a hell of a mountain to climb but i don't think it's that to get a thousand signatures and fifty thousand rand, if you're serious about, if you're serious for sure, yeah. uh, the and point that's for the national parliament. Uh, no, no, they cannot do uh, national. They can only do provincial. Oh, so independent can only see. Yes. This is important dis distinction. This, yes, we need yeah, to yeah. make the distinction actually. Correct. So, uh, what would then be the difference between a political party and an independent, in, in as far as the the seats that can that they can contest for and so on and so forth? So, if you could. Break it down between a political party and independent. What is the actual difference? So you've got 400 seats mm -hmm. uh, in the National Assembly and 200 of those are in national ballot and the others are the regional seats. Okay. So the independent candidates can only contest the regional seats 
and then the That's other half of parliament so yeah, yeah, it yeah. could be substantial yeah, could yeah, be absolutely so it gives them them an opportunity as a stepping you know stone in that uh, environment so they can make uh, influence but you never know the situation keeps on changing you know you know you know you did mention that is a is a very big task mm. to enter into politics and i agree with you but you need to start somewhere sure so eventually if young people like yourself get involved in this democratic project mm-hmm. so one day things are going to be done differently i think so that everybody can have an equal share of influence i i hope that day shows up soon All right. i really do uh, i w- i want to quickly go into some things i think so you've got some information here oh, yeah. in front of you james which mm-hmm. is quite interesting yeah and and feel free to jump in here matsbane wherever sure. you want to as well yeah. um international voter registrations Correct. we've got a big uh, voter registration weekend here in south africa this coming mm-hmm. weekend mm-hmm. and we are encouraging everybody to go and register to vote if you haven't already and you can check that fairly easily right absolutely yeah so you can you can send like a, a an sms yes, and it'll tell you yes. what is it 32810 I'm going to do it right now just even though I know I'm registered <laughs> So what do I do I just send a ID number to 32810 Okay your ID 32810. number 32810 and then I just send my ID number and then yeah. they'll tell me what's going on there Let Absolutely. me just do this right now I almost forgot my ID number Yeah that would, James, that, that, that would not be James that, that, there is that uh, WhatsApp number as well yes. right correct Yeah Okay so I'm going to wait for this one to come through And in the meantime while we're waiting yeah. for that tell us how it works for international voter registrations because there are lots of South Africans who are working overseas mm-hmm. lots of South Africans who have intention to be South Af- in South Africa but for various reasons they're over there maybe they're on holiday yeah, maybe they've got family over there studying yeah. over there whatever it's it might certain. be I've actually got a cousin who's working in Dubai right now uh-huh. right mm. so what happens to those people those people they will uh, have to register if they have not done so already we gave them the opportunity over the weekend and they just rock up at a mission or they rocked up a mission or, or, over the weekend and registered um they can still do so online up until proclamation and we we are very grateful because we've seen a very big take up uh uptake in this uh, registration that was provided over the weekend and also online so <clears throat> when we started with this uh facility we have an online facility for the first time we started in december we had mm-hmm. 6000 And currently as we speak we do have 26,660 online so, registrations. Does that equate to a seat in parliament? <laughs> Unfortunately mm, not. No. Not I think not the enough. number now is 46,000 if yeah, I'm not wrong. But yeah. Somewhere somewhere there 46,000 yeah, 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 all yes, these yes, people yes. If all these uh, registered voters yeah. overseas vote they'll get half a seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which registration is not closed as yet, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 they are not actually uh, counted as separate. They'll be counted together with the other voters. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So it's not uh, looking looking at it in an isolation, but definitely <laughs> you know what we we happy about because remember before 2014 people were not able to participate in elections. Right. Mm. So now they do have an opportunity to participate in elections and as such um we have seen and and again we now have the online platform that was uh, made available last year so the numbers are increasing so i predict that 45000 you mentioned will be exceeded by the time we, the proclamation is made of the elections and then you're going to get that seat if if you want all of those people to vote for you yeah. gareth yeah I'm, uh, i'm not standing don't worry i'm not standing for election but gareth yeah sorry i wanted to make a point that you know we were excited about getting only 1000 people you know nominating you for you to participate in the elections but 1000 people are not going to get you a seat anywhere no i know so no, yeah it's, it's very enough. important that you, you know you, you understand need a, yeah at least yeah. You, look, you aim for 50 but mm. certainly so, yeah. if it, so if you think you can get 50000 people to back you you could mm. end up in a seat in parliament yeah. Mm. yeah and you could change the course of south africa you really Absolutely. could because yeah. the laws being passed all the mm. time You mm. do have a say yeah. and as an independent you don't have to report to anyone you yes. report yeah. just to your constituents mm-hmm. like, this, like yourself you see now you're an independent you don't have to report to anyone <laughs> so the setup like you have here is a very good conduit to get people to follow you or to do whatever you want to do so it's actually seriously an opportunity that people can take up seriously yeah yes yeah, so that you can participate in elections you don't have that you don't need that big massive machinery where you get millions and millions but but you can start somewhere 
and the wow. platforms like these make it possible. You know, you, you can tell James loves his job because seemingly he wants to add more people <laughs> to the ballot. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I need, you know what? I'm actually aiming to, for this election, I have at least 28 million registered. How are we tracking at the moment? At the moment, we just surpassed the 27 million. Remember when you started, it was 26 million. The, the yes. CEO is going to issue a media statement tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're getting a lot of interest, especially from young voters. That, that is are hitting the call. So I'm, 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 I'm sure we're definitely going to have 28 million and plus. And that'll be for the first time in our history that we have that high number of registrations. Fantastic. Well, I got yeah. this email from Brian Lawrence. He's in the UK. He's a South African who lives and works there. Yeah. I'd just like to inform you, vo voter portal for citizens abroad is now open and people can register to vote overseas. Do inform your audience. So mm. there we go. Now we've Perfect. got the IEC saying that that is true. Yeah. So you yeah. go ahead and do that. What about people who need the special vote? I've heard about these special votes, but mm. I've always, just like everybody else, stood in the queue. Yeah. Who gets a special vote? Who are these special people? Special people are like myself because I work for the IEC. The you military. won't be able to vote. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes we do forget about our rights as IEC employees as well. Sure. Mm. So we work so hard the whole day. And the next thing I remind my team, guys, voting is closing. Go and vote because they didn't apply for special votes. So there's two categories, guys. There's people like myself or the military that can apply for a special vote to be conducted at a voting station. Mm. But we're also able to visit people that are unable to come to our voting station. So stations. like very old people, yeah, yeah, or people yeah. who are sick in hospital. Absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, would you then, if you need to, let's say you're busy on election day, you're a policeman or you're yeah. working or you're a doctor or something. Yeah. You get what you go the day before, the week before, half, half, two, two days before. Two days before. Yes. Okay. Because it includes home visits, right? Oh. So we need to find this person and, and administer uh, uh, an election. How how would someone go about applying to get the special vote? Like, if if yeah. perhaps my grandmother is mm. uh, bedridden, yes. but she's still of you know sound, sound mind, mind yeah. and she can <laughs> oh, actually make a she's vote. She's not of sound mind. Hey, we <laughs> had the ID. We're still on top of the ID. But let's just say, yeah. how how would I go about um, okay. applying for the special? I need vote? to mention this. The first thing you need to do as soon as now is to register, because there's people who've got doubts out there. I don't know which political party to support, mm. yeah. Yeah. but it's very important to get your name on the voters' roll. Then you can make a decision later whether you're going to vote or not. Because once it's right. proclaimed, you cannot be on the voters' roll for this sure. election. Mm. Now, coming back to your question, uh, that granny Magogo at home that needs to be assisted is very easy. Because you are registered, you just give us notification. You know, it's called applying, but technically it's not applying. Because you getting your name on the voters' roll. It's like we're creating an invitation list. Remember this is a celebration of mm. democracy? Mm. Sure. So we're creating this invitation list. So you are on our list already. There's no need right. to get permission. Okay. Already you're permitting yourself by getting your name on the voters roll. Mm. So you just tell us where should we send your ballot come voting day. So you, you say, okay, I won't come to the voting station because I'm sick. I've just been in an accident. Send my ballot home. So you just tell us you do it via the SMS facility. Mm. Or you can also do it online on our uh, website. Mm -hmm. Then we'll be able to know, okay, you give us the address and therefore we'll be able to come and visit you. Mm. Pretty straightforward. There yeah. we go. All right. So there's a, on the website, it's the best place to go. Correct. Mm -hmm. And someone can help you if you don't know. How Absolutely. To yeah. Definitely. All you right. can, you can, sorry, you can uh, call our contact center or 800-11-8000. They're also equipped to give out this information in terms of you know the questions that you guys are asking now. Yeah. And Gareth, there's another important point that James, I think, needs to clarify. In the past, you could, for as long as you are in the province, you could go and vote anywhere. You know, you'll, you'll, you'd get the two ballots, you know, one for the province, one right. for the national um, um, parliament. But now the law has changed. You need to be at your voting station. And I'd like James to clarify that. Yeah, part. that's important uh, because uh, people otherwise won't be able to vote for their provincial or their local in, in the local election. Yeah. Yes. Okay, it's very uh, good that Matsuban highlighted. You see, now um, you have to apply for us to send your ballot where you'll be. We call it a section 24A. Yes. So, so this provision, unlike in the past, you just rocked up at a voting station and yeah. say, okay, I'm actually uh, from Cape Town. I'm here in routing for business. But you only qualify for a national ballot. Right. But the challenge with that is in terms of planning from our side, we don't know how many people are going to rock up at different places 
mm-hmm. while they're traveling. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, have, have you had stories of, you know, voting stations running out of ballots? Yep. Uh, yes. It's because we provide for 110%. But suddenly we have, instead of 1,000 people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then everybody says, hey, the IC cannot play. It's simply because we do not have the information up front. For this yeah. year, we want you to tell us where we should send your ballot. And there, this is where you need to notify us that you're going to be somewhere else. Then we'll be able to send you the ballot. Okay, that's important to know. Yeah, very important to know. Um, so what happens with registrations? Do people need to physically go and register if they, if they aren't going to do it online? I've got mine, by the way, so mine is cool. Is it cool? Sort <laughs> now? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Have you, have you checked yours? Yeah, long time ago. All right. I'm sorted. You're sorted. I, I'm definitely voting this year. Don't get it wrong. Like, <laughs> oh. Do not get it twisted. Okay, so yeah. what what happens for people who want to physically go and register? Are those at the same place as the the, the polling stations? Yes, be? absolutely. So we all call, over the country. So you're running that as well. Absolutely, twenty three thousand three hundred and three voting districts, but the voting stations are actually a little bit more because we have in some instances what sure. we call mobile voting stations, which right. is a car that will service people, especially in areas like the Northern Cape where the voting districts are large. Mm. But we have since learned over the years that voting districts in urban centers like here in Rauti, they keep on increasing, but we cannot find venues. So what mm. we did was to create voting centers. So we take the entire voters roll, subdivided into according to alphabets. And when you get in, you get the most efficient service because you don't have to stay in a long queue for quite a long time. Mm. That's fantastic because who yeah. wants to stand in a long queue? It's hard yeah, enough it's getting people to register and getting people yeah. to actually come to the polling yeah. station. If they see a long queue, they're going to go, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do, they'll, they'll do what you call queue shopping. Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, you must go to your voting station. Absolutely. That's true. Very, very important. important. Otherwise, yeah. you won't get your form. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, okay. So uh, are there more registration drives after this or is this the, the final one? Well, in terms of physical walk-ins, We'll still have it available at our offices. But in terms of opening 23,303 voting districts out there, this is the last opportunity. Hence, I said people must not waste time. They must go over that weekend and have, you know, part of the mood. You know, when you go to voting stations, mm. it's like, you know, a national mood. But as I indicated, online is always available 24-7 up until proclamation. But the sooner, the better, got it. So Snae says in the, in the questions here, um, on the comments, uh, there were a lot of issues around voting stations in the last election. People who changed addresses could not vote in their new local voting station. Mm-hmm. I think Pumi, who does the show with me on a, a Thursday, had the same yeah. issue. Yeah. So how does that work? They've got to, you've got to actually make sure that you're at the right one. Absolutely. No you one can do that for you. No, 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 no. So you have to make sure you're at the right uh, voting station. And it's simple. We've had this facility at the IEC called Voting Station Finder. And it's an IEC innovation, actually, or South African innovation, innovation if I may put it that way. Yeah. So, you know, you are familiar with maps, sure. right? Mm-hmm. So what we did, we overlaid IEC logic on top of a map, wherein after you've put in your address, the map will be able to determine which is your voting district. So it's, oh. it's easy, mm-hmm. you know, like companies that are running internet mapping platforms, yeah. your Waze, your Googles, mm-hmm. your all that. You put in your address there, then it tells you which is your correct voting station. It's called VS Finder. You can just search it, Google it, and say VS Finder, and it will actually be able to tell you which is your correct voting station. I'm so glad we're stepping into the 21st century. Can you believe it? Now, how long do you think it'll be? I mean, you guys, we we had the the, the deputy CEO of the of the IEC in here the other day. Yeah. In fact, it was last year already. But he was saying to us, you know, that that the future, because of technology. Mm-hmm maybe a very different way of, of doing things. How long do you think it'll be before we can va- validate people's ID and let them vote from home? <laughs> I think that, that, that is actually uh, very soon. It was supposed to have happened, by the way. We really have done, mm-hmm. yes, we've done studies. We have uh, conducted uh, consultations. We had a specific you know, a conference that was dealing with this. And we made submissions, Parliament, and, and as part of the new changes to the laws for this election. Um, so because of the fact that, you know, it doesn't have a, a lot of buy-in, it has been set aside. It's not, it's not approved because we wanted to run a pilot. The politicians mm. don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah, we wanted to do a pilot. And, and you, you know what, the, the, the question is actually becoming more valid mm. because 
we encourage people to register online, right? Yeah. And, and mm. including the people that are overseas. So if you are exactly. in, 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 in a big uh, country like China, so you've registered, yes, online. And all which your databases and everything are digital. Exactly, yeah. yes. And then there's a lot of technology these, these days to make sure that each and every transaction is secure. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if digital was not reliable, why is everybody, or not everybody, most of the people are doing internet banking. Where's but, your money currently? But James, yeah. accessibility is an issue. Not all of South Africa has got, you know, accessibility, at least not reliable accessibility to... Yeah, network. well, I mean, to, I to have argue, it to I, have I it know. as an option, though. I would argue well, I that appreciate. I would argue that more South Africans have a phone and data than have access to a polling station in the Northern Cape. Now, the the, the challenge is whether your Vodacoms, MTNs, and whoever reach those places. You know, there are places in the far flung areas that do yeah. not have access to that. And that's, that's, I think, one of the issues that have been raised, James, in... So do you think there'll be a combo of the mm. two? There'll be a combination of actual physical polling stations one day and an online vote? Well, you see, there's a reason why we needed to do a pilot. Mm. And it's simply because of the issues that Matswani is raising, which were actually in the uh, feedback that we received when the bill was published. Mm. So you need to do a pilot because you cannot really run the risk of any mistake. So yeah, you cannot leave sure. anything to chance. You need to and, and you know, satisfy yourself you that everything works. Every politic, politician and every political party will be screaming that their election's rigged yeah, absolutely. and it's fake. Uh -huh. and that these people are voting and they shouldn't be allowed to vote. Absolutely. And foreign nationals are suddenly getting yeah, uh, uh, online yeah, yeah. platforms working. <laughs> and you know, We, we yeah. saw it happening in the States in 2016. Mm. Yeah. And 2020. Well, yeah. even, and even, even around here, yeah. yep. remember in Namibia? Yes. They, mm -hmm. they went e voting, and then what happened afterwards? <laughs> Abandoned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They decided this is no good. Yeah. Okay, so let's yeah. just talk a little bit about these parties. Because you, I mean, are there certain rules that will invalidate a party from running in South Africa? What, what did they have to comply with mm. in order to be able to, to count themselves among? the legitimate political parties in the country. For example, if a party has in their manifesto that they, uh, they don't believe South Africans should have a vote at all, I mean, is it, yeah. are they still allowed to run as a political party? Can we allow all kinds of things in there? If, mm. What if it's a party full of criminals who don't believe, yeah. you know, believe that we should include Botswana in South Africa or whatever? <laughs> well, um, you know, remember, we've got something called a freedom of speech. Yes. But we do have what we have legislation that people need to comply with. And we ran workshops uh, with political parties in terms of... Did they what, come? Yeah, they came. <laughs> yeah, a little time we have in our the, party. The yeah, ones, right? But we also, right at the end, after... Remember, at this stage, it's just, you know, politicking, if I may call it mm, that way. Sure. Mm -hmm. sure. But there will be a time wherein you need to have that money to be able to contest. Now you register yourself as a candidate, you're on the list... And then you have to sign a pledge, you know, code of conduct. So what once is, you've signed that, that pledge, well, it's just to make sure that let's make this thing a very fair and competitive process for everyone mm -hmm. to avoid, you know, issues such as you those promise that, to be a good person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know when you play a match, it's always rules for each yeah. and every yeah. arrangement. So you say, okay, now guys, um, we are going to compete, and these are the rules that we need to follow to compete, so that. Nobody can feel cheated. And that's very critical, uh, Gareth, because uh, in addition to us, remember when you do preparations for elections, mm. we keep uh, consulting political parties because the maps that we create, you have a concept called gerrymandering, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when we create voting districts, we get the political parties involved in the process because we print maps, make it available to everyone to inspect, and if they are unhappy with the voting district, they must raise those concerns. So someone brought up gerrymandering yeah. because it's a it's an American term, but it's definitely happened in this country to some degree. Yeah. You look at the municipalities mm. and these big metros. Yeah. Um, you know, the fact that there used to be a mayor of Randburg, there used to be a mayor of Soweto, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. there yes. used to be a mayor of Santon. Mm -hmm. And now there's just a mayor of Johannesburg. Johannesburg yeah. And the the needs of the people in Alex, for example, just mm. across the road here, yeah. are very different. Mm -hmm. Jane, who works for us, is from Alex. Yeah, yeah. Very different to the needs of the people who live in this place where we are now, Correct. right, mm. Santon. So, mm. 
you could almost argue that that's a kind of gerrymandering as well, that mm. the political parties, they uh, see where their support is uh, and they want to include more of their supporters and, and less, less of the other uh, party yeah. supporters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you navigate that? Because the average South African sees it as being rigged. They see yeah. it as some sort of system where these politicians are making it work for them mm -hmm. rather than for the citizens of that place. The, the people who actually have water, electricity, yeah, yeah, yeah. rubbish removal, yes. yeah. uh, Issues around service mm. delivery, issues mm. around opportunities, jobs. Mm. Just uh, basic day-to-day -day life. Basic yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then we look at these politicians rigging these things and we say, mm. well, actually, they're just trying to make it work for them so they can get the constituency that they want. Yeah. Okay, wait. We need to make a very clear distinction. The IEC is responsible to run and administer elections. And mm. when I talk boundaries, I'm talking mm. about voting district boundaries. You don't get to make the maps. Well, we do the maps, but for the voting district boundaries, not for the yeah. not for the other types of political boundaries from ward upwards. We call those political boundaries, and that is oh, the okay. municipal demarcation board. Oh, yeah. okay. So the wards you have, administer, but everything above that. No, the VDs, the VDs, the voting district. Yes. Okay. Because it's a planning unit. It's for us to be right. able to plan and deliver elections in the most efficient right. manner. Mm. But those but other boundaries determine the rest of them. Yeah. No political boundaries from wards. Uh, municipal boundaries, like you've mentioned, where metros are mixed and so forth, that's the uh, focus of the MDB. That's their responsibility. And they also have a, a public consultation process. And who it. are they? Who put them in charge? I mean, where do they get chosen from? Do you know? I know this is outside of your scope. But yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's also um, an institution wherein the names gets put out there, nominations, and then they get appointed by the president. Oh, we should get into that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Doesn't, doesn't it? it sound good? It's, it sounds like it's got a good return of investment. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I actually wanted to, I wanted to ask. I've always been interested from a, from the time I was a kid. Yeah. As far as the counting of the votes, it mm. seems like such a very difficult thing to put together, yeah. especially considering how many votes. Like as you said, mm. you're approaching 28 million people yeah. on the voters roll. Correct. If all of them show up, mm. that is a lot of work to comb through. How, how do you guys go about making sure that every vote is counted and counted correctly? Well, firstly, uh, after the voting has been concluded, we then uh, make sure that all the uh, counting happens uh, with the political parties, observing, by the way. Mm -hmm. the actual, yeah, they're all in the room. Yes, in the room. Yeah. You know, yes, when the counting is happening... Do they bicker they, and squabble? Do you have to separate them at fights? No, no, no. <laughs> no they no, don't no. fight. No, they don't yeah. fight. Oh. So, what is very you know, interesting... <laughs> Jack and I don't know if we believe that. <laughs> no. They don't is fight. Political parties... It would be interesting. Interesting discussions, debates in the media. But when it comes to doing the actual project, mm. you know, yeah. they are very professional people. Very true. Okay. Yeah. And they don't really, you know, cause any harm to our electoral process. And we're very thankful of that. Mm. Do the so, parties have enough people mm. to count in 23,000 polling stations? Yes, oh. they do. They, I mean, they, like they, the, the, the smaller parties can't possibly have enough people to be able to be represented there. Yes, it, agreed. It, but it, remember, it, the... Um, the fact that we provide for that opportunity, it's for the parties. So okay. the other parties can they also... They start to send someone. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. sensing, they're watching us, yeah. uh, Gareth. Mm -hmm. But also, um, Gareth, what these parties do is that they focus on their strongholds, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the Kwankwetla so, Workers' <laughs> Party is not going to be sending people to... Precisely. Yeah. However, that doesn't take away that another party that is stronger uh, there or two, three others yes. that are stronger there mm. will be there to watch the process. Yeah. And I think James made a very important point here that these political parties, they may be bickering and doing all sorts of things, but mm. when it comes to that point, because of the transparency, the openness with which a, um, IEC does this work, mm. gives them confidence that you know by the time the results are out there announced, they've seen the process from the beginning, excuse me, they've seen the process from the beginning right till the end, as okay. a matter of fact, yeah. Well, uh, someone in the comments says, how can we uh, know that completed ballots found on the side of the road, etc., aren't counted? How do they account for X number of ballots sent out and X number of ballots received? Do you check out and in? Almost like, you know, we know how many 200 rand notes are in circulation. Yeah. The Reserve Bank knows yeah. how many yes. there are. Yeah, absolutely, we do have what we call a ballot reconciliation. Actually, let me start here. The actual ballot is as valuable as that uh, note that you've just mentioned now. Because yeah. mm. it's got a security feature and it's got a serial number. Mm. 
So once the ballots are produced, we can account for each and every ballot out there. But you know how things happen. Eh? Um, somebody can just you know take a photo of something and say yeah. the well ballots are lost up in the bush and so forth and so forth. And it so happens I've seen it in the past. Sometimes people recirculate yeah. old information as new. But yeah, but so I think I want to come the issue with that question that you asked. Eh? Mm-hmm. So after we have done the counting, we filled in the results slip. Remember, we have not captured this yet. We're counting. And the people that are watching us, we put that result slip at the door of the voting station. Each and every voting station has that result slip. Mm. And the public, unlike in other countries, the politicians and the public is allowed to take a picture of that result slip. So you can actually collate results with us uh, yeah. and double check us. But it goes further mm. because once we get to the capturing site, right? For logistical purposes, yes, it's not always possible for, for people to come and observe the capturing. But in some cases, it's possible. If you can just make arrangements with us, we, we are happy to show you how the capturing works. Mm. But we capture and we do double capture. We capture the first time, the first time, and then we capture the second to make sure the capture is correct. After that, that result sleep gets scanned. Mm. Remember what data captured? The image gets scanned and then it goes to this next level of uh, auditing. We have independent auditors that make sure the results are as correct as they appeared on that result slip. Before we showed it to the media, we also double-check at national office to make sure the results that are captured are equals to the result slip, the physical one. And by the way, we've won an award for this kind of innovation internationally to okay. say, well, these guys, their process is so transparent. So if anybody's got a doubt in terms of the vote that counts, we do have a process and we are really transparent. We can really show it to you. Yeah. You can come to our offices. We can take you through the process. You can come to what we call the ROC, the Results Operations Center. You can observe. You can see how it works so that you satisfy yourself that and each and any, every vote any counts. Any citizen can do this. Yes, absolutely. Any citizen yeah. is, 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 can do so this Jack, because it's a natural we, project. we're going to send Jack. <laughs> yeah. Come to the ROC. I'm, I, I was about to nominate myself. We're actually busy with uh, the... VVIP, which is yeah. Voters' Voices in Politics. Oh, it's brilliant. a podcast that we're putting together. Okay. Today, we're doing a roadshow to get people interested in registering yeah. to vote. Right. So I'm going to go through the entire process. Fantastic. I will yeah. be at The Rock. Yeah. Well, I'll write down all of this information and yes. people can keep up with yeah. uh, the day-to-day interactions right here mm-hmm. on Clip Central and uh, on our social media platforms. Yeah. You know, you know, Gareth, following on this particular point, I remember... In the 2021 local government elections, there's a party, and I'm not going to mention which party, it ran a massive, massive campaign, right? And you would know that um, um, at the results operation center, parties are consulted, they are kept abreast every sure. time. I think there's three or four meetings a day right. between the chief electoral officer and, 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 and the parties to keep them abreast about what is happening in different places. When the results were to be announced, this party... I think it didn't do as well as they would have thought, as the general public would have thought. But the leader of that party was the first one to say, IEC did a great job. Mm-hmm. We are happy with the results. For me, that I think was a very yeah, that's huge good. moment. Yeah, that's okay. good. Yeah. And we've, we haven't had any situations in South Africa where, like in America, they, they, people actually call into question the legitimacy of the election. No, never. Yeah. And are, are you guys keeping an eye, a hawk eye on, on the fact that People want to tear an election down. They, mm. they want to make it seem... I mean, yeah. even some comments here from people. Yeah. So Bridget says, I wouldn't trust any voting process. <laughs> well, then, yeah. I mean, how do we start? How do Bridget? we solve that? That yeah. is yeah. such a non-starter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what do we do with people like Bridget? Do we tell them to come and look? See Absolutely. for themselves? Hence, I said, everyone is welcome to observe the process yeah. right from the voting station. Yeah. Right at the voting station, the capturing site. You can make arrangements with us. All we don't want is for people to, you know, overwhelm our people that are doing capturing. Right. Sure. But everyone is welcome to observe the process. And you asked in terms of the number of, you know, votes that we expect. You're actually also uh, expecting uh, records in terms of voter turnout. Mm. I'm expecting a very high number of people participating in this sure. election because you've heard people saying, uh, 2004 is our 1994. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so because of that, remember we're still doing, uh, uh, you know, counting manually. We actually do have teams that needs to, you know, change shift to make sure that people are not tired and 
they will all make mistakes. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In, in it is a lengthy to, process. In addition to us being watched, you know, by mm-hmm. the political parties, sure. then we, we really you know, have capacity to deal with the county. And how many people work at the IEC for you to be able to man all of these stations, to be able to have, you know, people clock in and out yeah. when they're tired? We will have up to 60,000 people working at various voting stations. Yeah. it's a lot of people. That is yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. And uh, a few, in fact, the last election, my little sister was part of uh, the people that were helping out at uh, voting like stations and what, yeah, yeah. Mm. And I think that's also an, a great way to get people involved in voting. You know, there's a lot of voter apathy. Yeah. That's that's what a lot of people have been saying. But yes. when you look at the numbers, I think it points to the contrary because we we are at a point genuinely where we need to stand up and do something about it. Absolutely. Uh, 2024, I think, is of more importance than 1994. Genuinely. Because we are... It you more than 94, did <laughs> Because you weren't uh, able to vote <laughs> yeah. then. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I was starting school back then. Yeah, yeah. It was important. Yeah, it's, actually, this is your 1994. It we've, is. We've had our own 1994. So yes. this is your 1994. But something that you mentioned there, which I like, the fact that uh, uh, listening to your show, there was a guest talking about uh, voter apathy mm. amongst the youth. Yeah. Mm. But let's start here. Who is the youth, actually? Because we say youth, youth. Mm. I don't know who you're talking when you well, say that. Uh, do you consider yourself in there, Jack? You're in your 30s now. Yeah, well, in, in June, I'll no longer be considered youth. I'm 34. Yeah. So, ah. I, to my understanding, yes. uh, by, you know, legally, yes. you are youth from 35 downwards. That's youth. Uh, no, <laughs> what I'm no, no, I don't think so. You know, according to me and others, you can check on the web, mm-hmm. 39 and below. Is young adults, right? I don't know. 39. Oh, yes. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's called, it's called yeah. young adults. Young adults. And, and the, you know, remember, the reason I'm mentioning this, Gareth, is we have seen an increase in the number of people that are registering for the first time. Mm. That's very good yeah. news. Mm. And that is be- below 39, sure. mm. which means these people have never registered before. They've never voted. Because They've sometimes voted. You know, we chase the youngsters. We want to get them on the voters' roll. Get them on the voters' roll. But remember, once we put you on the voter, we don't remove you. You stay there. You, you, you get older and older on that voter's roll. Mm. Yeah. So if we did not get you and we managed to get you this time, we get excited because mm. we were never with us before. Yeah. Sure. So now you're coming on board. You raise an interesting point there too. And, and I don't know how it works. You've got to help me understand this. Yeah. What about when old people die? Uh, do you scratch them off the list? How do you know when they've died? Do they just not pitch for the next election? <laughs> no, like, we, we currently have, and some people have raised this, this as an issue. We also, you know, beginning to have issues with it. The entire voters' role is standing currently at almost 30 million and plus. The entire voters' role. But okay. the, what, what we call verified voters, deceased voters, and rejected voters. You know, there's people who apply, we don't qualify, and we, are, so we reject them. But we put them there. For a reason. So that if you come, you have applied, blah, blah, blah. You say, yeah, we have, you are on the voters' roll, but on the rejected yeah, segment. We've got you rid of you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not allowed to be on here. So if, if you're no longer with us, um, we still have your details on that voters' roll, but obviously you can't come and vote. So how, when, when do we decide to get rid of people? Like, how do you eventually get someone off the voters' roll? I mean, there could be 120 <laughs> on the voters' roll, right? <laughs> We're talking to the commission to allow us to remove them. At is, this that how long, is that what it takes? Uh, yeah, look, the, 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 the commission has made a decision to keep those people there uh, we, when we start with the voters' roll. But it's, it's growing, as you indicate, that uh, now we, we might have a lot of people that are appearing on the rejected segment of the voters' roll. But, um, yeah, there's something that uh, I think, as an uh, election administrator, I, I, I can mention it, but mm. I don't want to promote it. Sure. You can also get your name off the voters' roll. You can take it off. Yes, you can yeah. take it off. But uh, please don't don't advertise yeah. this a lot. I want everybody to watch the voters' roll. Why would someone want to have their name taken off the voters' roll? Well, I don't know. What would be their motivation? It's the provision in the law. Um, okay. I'm not happy. I don't want to be part of this. I'm immigrating actually. Why must my name be on your voters' roll? Ah, okay. so I don't. Yeah. I don't want to be there anymore. Right. I'm going to another country. Yeah. I also would like to just add a point. Grant. Sure. That um, number that you sent your, your your ID number to, if it were to be of a deceased person it will indicate that this Absolutely. person is deceased. So there is that information gets updated with is, the national... Is Home Affairs working with you on that? Yes, oh, okay. interface between... Uh, that's good between, news yeah. because I'm sure you've had situations where someone comes along with a, a voter 
you know, an ID that's of a deceased person Correct. and they're trying to vote twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that person, a person that's deceased, so it the, shows the up. Population register definitely does. Um, I'm sure. Have that, you ever yeah. had people arrive with three or four voters for IDs and say, that I'm here to vote on behalf of these people? No, no, no. <laughs> no. It's not possible. And that's <laughs> important. <laughs> And that's the reason why I think, uh, as Masuvani indicated earlier, the issue of electronic voting uh, is not going to happen anytime soon, at least for this election, maybe in the future, because we want to guard against those Those that are trying to do multiple voting, because you have to vote in person. We need to see it's you. We need to get your ID number. And and by the way, talking about IDs, do you know, sometimes people don't use IDs anymore because people are using gadgets. So you might find that you 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 oil that you almost forgot your ID number. Some people don't even know where their ID is now. Yeah, that's true. So guys, you must go out and look for your ID. Make sure you have it, <laughs> but, but register, I mean, and then keep it because come voting. You cannot I'm, vote if you don't have your ID. Yeah. I'm going to stand up for you guys here too because you really are bending over backwards to try and make it work for us, right? Yeah. But the one thing that you're expected to do, just one little thing, yeah, is to find your ID and have it with you when you go to vote yeah how hard is that if you can't even do that yeah. why should we give you a vote exactly. why and when you think about it like basics right the turnaround yeah. time for a temporary id is a couple hours mm. you just stand in yeah. line for a few hours you'll get yeah. your temporary and i think that works right yes absolutely, absolutely. yeah there you go the yeah i um so apparently a couple of people here can a 17 year old who's turning 18 a few days a week before election day register you know what? We encourage all the people that are 16 and above to register today. Oh, really? 16, yes. 16 and over? Yes. Oh, not 17. Register yeah. today. Like I indicated, on your next birthday, and the proclamation is made, you're 18, then you vote. Right. So the sooner, yeah. the better. Jack, those youngsters, <laughs> yes. get them onto the voters' <laughs> roll. Get uh, we're getting all of them. I almost thought you said Jack was 16. <laughs> <laughs> so, so but I knows. think he, he knows a lot of people that are 16. Yeah. <laughs> so Dusty knows says here, how, many, how, how can prisoners have the right to vote? Entering the prison system should cut you off from participating. That's, that's not your decision. No, no, that no, was maybe. Parliament's decision. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The court made the decision. But we yeah. have to let these prisoners vote, right? Yeah. yeah. So you guys have to set up these stations inside prisons as well. Actually, it's actually started uh, today. Oh, my God. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they all have the opportunity. Talk about prisons. You know, I've got something here. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't have a copy for you. You know, the, the, the prisoner started uh, participating in elections. Yeah. And uh, at the time, I did this booklet because we didn't have a smart device like the voter management device, the VMD. So if you are in prison, we had to scan yeah. the, first, the first VD in your municipality to register you against that. Now, this is old. I didn't bring the VMD with me. Mm-hmm. Currently, when you get yourself registered from prison, you just provide us with your home address. We register you against the home address of where you actually come from. Mm. Not from the prison. So no, the no, prison not isn't prison. your home. Yeah. No, it's yeah. not your home. <laughs> <laughs> but come election day, remember, we don't know when the election will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you get released from prison, where do you go? Back to Back where home, you reside. Yeah. Then you get your three ballots. If it so happens that the election gets proclaimed and on election day you're still in prison, so we deem you to be inside prison. You vote with what we call a section 24B. You're going to get three ballots. Because hmm. remember, you don't have freedom to get out of prison and quickly go home and yeah. vote and come back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a hell of a lot of administration. Yeah. Every prisoner from every yeah, yeah, yeah. district. We're going yeah. to a lot of trouble for people who don't care about the law. <laughs> yeah, we, we really are. And, and IEC is a lot of responsibility for looking after assholes who didn't follow the law. <laughs> and, you know, you, you've mentioned qualified franchise a couple of times. I think when it comes to prisoners, we, need, we, we genuinely need to have a different conversation about this. Yeah. Like if you're serving life, I don't know what you're voting for. <laughs> yeah, what are you voting like, for? Like what? what? Yeah. You're voting for better yeah. prison conditions. <laughs> <laughs> Speak to your order. Gold, like yeah. golden, golden miles, <laughs> and, uh, you know. yeah, 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 yeah. That's what you need. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So someone says here: Is there any uh, other way to verify someone's ID? The best way they say to do online voting, Yonda says here, is to do facial recognition and fingerprints. We already have those with our phones. Would that be a way to validate votes in the future, maybe? Well, that will be a possibility. Uh, certainly something that we can look into. But as uh, Matsubane said earlier, you know, penetration in South Africa, and I checked the last time, internet was only 61% penetration. Penetration. So if you had to give everybody equal opportunities, 
things like facial recognition relies a lot on the internet. Sure. Mm-hmm. So that you can know exactly immediately yeah. who this person is. So yeah. If we do not have, you know, that kind of infrastructure. Yeah. But well, mm-hmm. we know in the future, if we have something like uh, low orbiting satellites to give us connectivity, because you don't have to rely on power. Elon Musk. All right. What's yeah. the worst thing about your job coming up, James? You've got so much to do in the next couple of months. Yeah. First of all, let this president of ours take his finger out of wherever it is. <laughs> yeah. and just give us a date. But yeah. what's the worst part of your job? Well, is to watch the figures and make sure that everything works. And actually, I'm not getting worried at all because for the first time, since 2021, don't remember 2021 registrations mm-hmm. where we had issues with our yeah. lovely VMD, mm. but we've introduced what we call offline mode because we know South Africa better now. Yeah, mm. because we don't always have electricity and therefore it affects our <laughs> cell phone coverage. <laughs> oh. So, and the VMD is a smart device that relies on cellular connectivity. Right. So we made it possible that the VMD has got the application on itself. It can operate online. But the moment there's no signal or the signal is degraded, it automatically switches to offline mode. Okay. And offline mode operates seamlessly as well. So what my biggest fear, I think, is for somebody who comes back later and say, James, I'm not registered. That's my biggest fear. The mm. people must just register now. Um, he can't yeah. help you if you haven't even registered. No, I can't. Yeah. Okay, so what's the worst part of your job now, Matsubane, with all these political parties and their funding? Phew. And uh, line up outside your office with their hands open. <laughs> Gareth, the worst part of my job right now is parties that try by all means to hide the money that they receive, mm. that do not declare. Crooked. You know. um, they try, but the interesting part is, in pol- you know, politics is a very interesting um, profession are. or game, if you like. Very much so. You know, <laughs> in, in politics, there are no permanent friends, they said. Um, mm. No permanent em- enemies. Yeah. Half the time, behind closed doors, you know, we agree as the four of us here that we are not going to declare this kind of money. But I don't get nominated on the list to go to parliament. And I become very unhappy, aggrieved, and so forth. Mm. And I go to the IEC and say, hey, I've got this evidence. We are dealing with such information. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So there's no loyalty among people. And, uh, absolutely. Uh-huh. So you, you guys, like you're basically used as some political tool to distract people to settle disputes you know can you imagine it comes to us it comes to us and we follow the law when such information comes through and you you don't care where it comes from as long as it's uh, valid information once you've verified that and you can proceed with it you can take these guys on absolutely Mm -hmm. so again if they if they're crooked but yeah. they're all in, in a cabal now. Sometimes things don't go well. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. All right, what's the best thing about your jobs? Because there are things about this that you guys are contributing in a massive way to the future of this country. You're allowing people to participate in the democratic process. What's the best part of it? Look, from party, party funding point of view, we, we, we strive in for... Equity, if if you like, you know, where even the smaller parties have got access to resources, mm. right? Um, not only the you know large parties that you know have massive support and so Who's forth. The and smallest so party you helped. <laughs> I imagine it might be like Kiss, but there was Look, the that, Dhaka that, party at some the point. The Dhaka party, mm-hmm. yeah, currently soccer party. the soccer the party. Soccer party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Currently, the smallest party is the minority front with only one well, member. It's an appropriate name, right? French <laughs> <laughs> Panzi, he's dead. Well, the, 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 the wife is oh, now oh, in okay. charge of the party. Yeah. One it, member. One yeah. member in the, in the, the Kazet mi- and provincial <laughs> legislature. Oh, my that's right. God. You know, so that's the smallest party. Rajbanzi's wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. By the way, the other thing, Gareth, that I think is very important <laughs> to mention <laughs> is that the this legislation, Party Funding Act, creates another fund referred to as the Multi-Party Democracy Fund. Mm-hmm. The Multi-Party Democracy Fund receives contributions from any member of the society, corporates and so forth, yeah. right? And that money then gets distributed to different parties as opposed to you know, giving to a particular political party. Mm. We've seen, you know, a number of big um, uh, corporates in this country, you know, some big cell phone companies, Mm. banks, and so forth. 
Previously, they used to give money directly to the parties. Yes. Now they are coming to the commission because there are rules in terms of how that money is distributed and how it must be used. Well, they trust mm. you more. Uh, certainly, mm. because mm. we were the trust, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, we really are encouraging that, you know, those that would like to make contributions, you know, to this multi-party democracy, let them put money into the multi-party democracy fund. Mm. It's as simple as contacting the commission and asking for banking details, which are also accessible online, right? Yeah. To say, you know, I'd like to contribute to the Multi-Party Democracy Fund. Um, what give happens me the to that money? The money is distributed among the 15 political parties okay. as indicated. And we use the very same formula that we use to distribute money that is received from the national fiscus. But it's you guys administering. It's us that mm-hmm. administer. And we have rules in terms of how that money should be used, by the way. You don't do really need... So you don't just run... Could create havoc and do whatever it is you want. Certainly not. There are rules. And you must account, by the way. Mm. Come the end of the financial year, we want audited financial statements of how that money was utilized. Aha. Good. And do the parties comply? (laughs) Parties strive to comply, and we're seeing a big a a mixed bag. The biggest challenge Mm. the biggest challenge are unrepresented political parties, which are in hundreds, by the way. A party that is in some corner of Limpopo that, you know, tried to contest local government elections in 2021. The Jane Malachi party. Correct, right? (laughs) Jane Malachi party is required to submit audited financial statement even if their income was zero. Mm -hmm. They must have that audited and submitted to the commission as a matter of law. What's your favorite part of it, James? The favorite part of this election? It must be really exciting on election day. I mean, yeah. you must be yeah, tired and exhausted and yes. running around not having any yeah. sleep, 10,000 yes. cups of coffee, but yeah. it must be exciting to watch those numbers come in. Yes, absolutely exciting. The excitement also comes from the fact that uh, your voice will be heard. And you know what happens in the media currently? It's it's um, sometimes, you know, they say bad publicity, bad publicity can be good publicity. So I think they're making people aware the statements that have been made. So what I'm excited about is the election is, is, is again taking center stage. And we are ready with the infrastructure, the technology to make sure that you are able to uh, participate in the election. But we will also, for the first time, as an excitement for this election, remember I welcomed everyone to come to The Rock to observe the electoral process from start to finish. Mm. We're going to also have what we call a hybrid rock. In other words, if you're in Cape Town, cannot visit our national rock, then you'll be able to log in like you currently do, uh, most of your viewers and and listeners, and they'll be able to be part of the electoral process. You know, you watch Mm. those results come in live. Uh That's the excitement for me. People want the the most up-to-date possible information on that day and they can come to you. Don't go to the news organization. (laughs) They might get it wrong. But you know what? We also have something which is brilliant uh, at the IEC in this country. We have APIs, Application Program Interface. Mm. So people like yourself, and I'm inviting you, you send a request to us, we give you an API. You can have your own results dashboard. We give you the API, and then you'll be able to have the same results that we're publishing there. Then you can have your own results on your uh, platforms for your audience. Fantastic. That is. I want to finish with this comment from Sanele who says the IE sounds like they have their shit together. Mm. <laughs> Never really let us down terribly. Let's play our part and vote the government we deserve in. Definitely. All right, Sanele, we're going to give you the last say. So James Apane, who's the Electoral Operations Manager. Thank you, James. What a pleasure to meet you this morning, and thank you for helping us understand so much yep. that we didn't get right before this, I'll admit. Mm. I thought I was pretty up to date, but I don't know. Nearly as much as... Yeah, we got schooled today. We got schooled. And Matsubane Koko, it's very nice to meet you too, Matsubane. And thank you for helping us understand that there are processes. And these parties just can't... They can't just take money wherever they want. Sure. We also want to thank this... uh, Take this opportunity to thank you guys for inviting us to your studios. Sure. Mm -hmm. We really enjoyed it. And I hope this is not the last time. Every time you want us to come and clarify something and get the message across, we are more than willing to come over. Thank you. Yeah, this was a ball. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you, gentlemen. All right. We will see you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Everybody, cheers. Cliffcentral.com.